Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. We are actually broadcasting live down at uh, Georgia State Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute. Lee, we get a chance to do this almost monthly. It is so much fun. Today is going to be no exception right out of the box here. We're going to get visits uh, from some folks just a little bit south of here and learn a little bit about doing business with and in Cuba, I'm looking forward to it. How about you, man? I am. This is going to be very, very interesting. All right. So we got three bright, passionate entrepreneurs we're going to talk to. First up in this episode, we are going to visit with Miss Lauren. Lauren, your full name, your organization, and uh, what brought you here today? Hi. <laughs> um, my name is Lauren Fajardo, and my organization is name is Dalor. Um, we are a Cuban fashion and lifestyle brand based in Havana, Cuba. So now, how'd you get started with this venture? Well, I'm Cuban born and raised, and I went to, I studied fashion design in Havana's um, Design Institute. And uh, back when we, I was studying with my two co-founders of the brand, um, there was no real fashion industry in Cuba. Because of years of economic crisis and lack of productivity, productivity and lack of resources. So when we graduated, there was very few job opportunities. And we kind of just, I started doing costume design. Uh, one of them became a visual artist and the other one was making uniforms at a state run company. Because mm-hmm. really my, that was kind of like the only work to be done. So, um, back then there was also no private enterprise allowed and we really didn't have the opportunity to kind of build that for ourselves. That changed in 2012, uh, when Cuba allowed and opened up limited private enterprise and we kind of got together and thought about a project to do together. And that's how Dalot came to be. And then, so as a young person, you were an artist, you were creative, and you liked to fashion, or you liked to sew, draw, what was what Yes, was um, I always loved costume. Uh, my mom is a modern dancer choreographer, so I grew up being in the theater. Theater, right. Yeah, so there was definitely a creative background. I think what was really exciting for us and really important is that, you know, since there was no industry in Cuba, there was no fashion, there was no places that we can go and find uh, clothes or a creative space that we were looking for, we decided to create it. But how did you like kind of imagine it? Like, was it from a blank uh, kind of sheet of paper or was it, did you have inspiration or you've seen other things from other places? Yes. Uh, you take from here and there. I mean, I traveled, I've traveled quite a bit around um, the world. I lived in Sydney, Australia. I lived in New York when I, um, for a few years. So there is a world vision that you have. But mm-hmm. then when you go to Cuba, you're just inspired so much about what's around the color, the city, the people. So also talking to other friends and and other entrepreneurs, it's like it, you really find inspiration from from the city. From just the environment that you're the environment, in. Yeah. And then um, so when you have traveled all the, uh, around the world and then you bring that kind of knowledge and that worldview back into Cuba and then that's where your design aesthetic kind of. It comes from, from. Yeah, it is based. Um, it is Cuban. 
um, but it's also a universal global um, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so then when you're building, when you have this idea, okay, I'm going to do a fashion line <laughs> and there's not a lot of, you said not a lot of other Cuban fashion designers that there, are there. No, well, we are currently right now, we're one of five brands and stores in Havana right, that so, offer uh, Cuban made garments. Right, products. so you're one of five. Well, so one there's of five. a small group. <laughs> it's a small group, yes. Now, do you all have similar aesthetics, or each one is totally different? You know, no, we are. We have different different aesthetics, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually really interesting because, you know, we we all know each other and we collaborate. So and when support we support each other, and I'm we sure. support each other, so when we do, you know, events or runway shows, you really see it's kind of like everybody united. comes together, right? Yeah, it's different, but then it it feels like a whole. Mm-hmm. Now, what about um, kind of sourcing the material, the fabrics and the different things like that? Is that difficult? That is a huge challenge for us because there are a lot of, um, we have plenty of limitations, but one of them is importing and exporting goods. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to find uh, the resources to be able to sustainably um, maintain a production line. So here, like you have to understand in Cuba, we don't really have access to e-commerce or even like Amazon or wholesale suppliers. So um, it's really kind of on the go. And we build our business model around that. So what we do is we make limited um, edition pieces, depending on the amount of fabric that we can get our hands on. Right. So it's limited by the resources you have. Yeah, it's limited by the resources it, ha- it has, but it does give a, a richness because then you're buying One something kind, unique. Right. Yes. So now... Um, when you are, so you come up with an idea, so you're the kind of creative Director. person of the organization. <laughs> yes. So then do you kind of sew it and draw it or you have a team that helps you kind of yeah, produce so, it to make it come so to life? So it's three of us, the three co-founders. So we really design between the three of us. So we sit down, uh, think about the concepts, the ideas what that we're looking for. Um, I bring in the trend research that I've done uh, and then we start working from there. So we build a collection, the three of us together. Um, Ilse, uh, she's the visual artist in the family. So she's really the one drawing is it out. a relative? When you said no, family? Or you Ilse just... is my co-founder. co-founder Ilse Anton right. and right. Raquel Janero. So Ilse um, will be the one sketching while we're talking about ideas. And then Raquel, who is our uh, more technical production pattern maker, she will be thinking about, okay, well, well, maybe we could do it this way. Maybe we can do it that way. And then in my case, then I'm thinking more about, okay, well, what, what would it look like? What would we reflect? What are we, how are we going to do this? More of the production side of things of this. And then, um, how long have you been doing this? Do you have a, um, uh, is there a line now, out there? Yeah, we do have a line. Right. And we are now almost a year open. And now you're selling it primarily to the Cuban people in Cuba? It's a variety. You know, we make, um, 100% Cuban product. So it's, it's challenging because in Cuba for a long time, Cuban products were, not very desirable. So we're trying to change that by right. making a valuable, desirable uh, product. And it's changing about the mentality of the general Cuban population that Cuban made goods are not good because they must, usually they want more like imported goods. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also changing. And that's why 
with the other designers and with the other um, business owners that are in the creative industry section in Havana, we're really opening up to to this idea for them that Cuban products are really good and, and then, good quality. So we have Cuban populations. Yeah, we have Cubans, but, but we also, also have foreigners. The, yeah. the tourists, that's part of now when the tourists come, they come to the creative section and then exactly. they see the different things that are yeah. there. Yes. So now that's an opportunity for you. That wasn't there previously. No, no. So, I mean, nothing was there previously. <laughs> we weren't there, yeah. and now if you're visiting Cuba, you you have the option to see a different take on right. on what the this new generations of Cuba is doing. So now, when they've kind of unleashed the entrepreneurial spirit, has that changed kind of the vibe of Cuba, in your opinion? Um, I think it's it's better. <laughs> I think it's great because, like, when we were growing up, I didn't have. We were like restaurants or places to go to. I didn't have this inspiration. I wasn't inspired by other Cuban right. designers. So I always had to look outside. outside. So now we actually have the opportunity to look inside. And have a community. And have a community. Right. So then you are also um, inspiring younger generations that they can also do this. Now, when was the moment that you said, wow, this is something I can really... You know, did that happen? Was there like kind of a light bulb moment where you were like, hey, this is, I can do this here now? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, it, it was a transition. It's definitely a transition, but the light moment was when we saw that people liked what we were doing. I uh -huh. think that's when really like we realized because before then it was more about like the passion that you liked doing, it. Yeah. And that you know, we liked it. We friends, liked it. Right? Yeah. We didn't know how people were going to react to what we were right. doing because he had a totally different aesthetic. It was something totally new. Right. So I think like when we realized that we, people did like, and people kept coming and, and recognizing us, then right. we must be good. Right? We, <laughs> must, <laughs> we must be good. Now, do, no. you, do you remember that time that maybe a tourist came in and said, okay, I'll buy that? Yes, of course. I remember our first customer. You remember? <laughs> that she's actually like a really good friend of us, Kasha, okay. of ours. So, yeah. So she she's was, from LA. So she's from LA. She was visiting. Yes. Came into your she store. She was visiting. She was leaving the next day and she had heard about us um, and really, really, really wanted something from us right and that was the point that we finally kind of just okay let's just do this because if not we're never going to do it right so then that gave you the confidence and then how did you kind of do the transaction was your how did you even come up with the pricing because the fashion is well, so subjective well that was a huge challenge for us to build a business model because right. we had to do all the cost sheets you have to understand none of this is set up in cuba we also produce everything in our workshop, in the store. So we have manufacturing there. So we not right. only Creative, design, design, exactly, we cut, we make our own patterns from scratch, we make our prototypes, we manufacture, fabric, right. and then we have the retail downstairs. <laughs> right, so it's all self-contained. It's all self-contained, and it's actually great because it does build a transparency and people can see every the process, process of the production. Right. Yeah. So you remember that moment when she's like, okay, here's the money, and you're like, oh my God, this is real now. Well, we, ha <laughs> we had spent... Um, about three years doing that project. So yeah, it was our first, it was like the first dollar that <laughs> we made for, for all that time. For and all that energy. time and energy. Right. Yeah. So then were there a lot of hugs and high fives and tears that, Hey, this is now good. We're going to make it. Um, no, I think we were like, Oh, well, okay. Well now let's, 
you just keep working. Keep doing more. You just keep doing it. Yeah. So now uh, tell us about the Cuba educational travel program that got you here to come in and tell us about the the world of entrepreneurship in Cuba. Yeah, so Cuba, Cuba Educational Travel um, is an organization run by uh, Michael Laverty and Colin Laverty, their brothers. And they have been doing really great um, cultural exchange between mm-hmm. Cuba and the U.S. So they um, partner with a lot of U.S. universities and graduate programs. And there's a lot of exchange. They go to Cuba entrepreneurs go come to the u.s and and it's a way to build bridges between uh the u.s and cuba so now what was your expectation when when the offer was the offer made to everybody that was affiliated with the group to say hey we're putting a group together that's going to uh the united states who wants to participate well it wasn't really like that i think we <laughs> we have a different um a very busy schedule while we're here in the states um we're going to uh a fellowship program that we have in los angeles then we are going to uh, la jolla in san diego boston new york so and it's all based around the, the work that we're doing in cuba so now um what do you think of atlanta when atlanta was on the list that's not la or New well, York. I've never been to Atlanta, but it's one of the <laughs> biggest cities in 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 this it's, in the United States, right. and I was really excited. Were you so? What was your kind of? Uh, how'd you imagine Atlanta to be? Um, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead was filmed around here. I saw the downtown <laughs> from afar, and I was like, I uh, know that view. I, I've seen this before, <laughs> but there's less zombies. Than, yeah, no zombies <laughs> around. <laughs> So now, um, what do you hope to get from coming here and going to all those different places and, and talking with all the folks? You know, a lot of times it's about um, information. Again, it's about bridges. I think there's a lot. People don't really know about Cuba and what's going on there. I think people have this idea of what Cuba was. And people don't understand uh, what is this new Cuba. Like, what are the young, younger generations that are really um, trying to build a uh, the future for Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's about telling people what we're doing, but it's also about um, know-how. You know, there's a lot of um, this access to information, technologies, um, certain ways that you can, that you can do things, especially in business. You know, there's so much to, to take from that for us, it's also important to be here and, and talked with people and, and depending on like the advice that they, they give us and, and the people that we meet, see what we can connect. And then for you, what would be kind of a, a big win for you to, to come out of this trip and go back to Cuba? Um, what is something that you would be happy that you accomplished during this time? Um, I would be happy to accomplish if people heard this <laughs> um, radio podcast and they would be like, Oh, I want to go to Cuba and I want to check it out and I want to go visit this people in Cuba and want to check out this new entrepreneurship. Um, what's going on? Like all these new businesses that are popping up. I want to, mm-hmm. so because that would also be very beneficial for us. Um, but also I would love to take back, um, all the net, like, you know, the networking and, and what I learned and try to, you know, 
place it in in what we're trying to do. Right. And use some of the education that you're getting from the different resources to exactly. help grow the community yeah. there in Cuba. You know what I didn't hear that I'm sure she's thinking is that what? she wants to set up a business radio a yeah. studio in Cuba. Do you think that this would work <laughs> in Cuba? To have a, Talk to all the entrepreneurs. I, there's, there's different people that are doing it. Yeah, for sure. It's taking it's taking off. There you go. Well, congratulations on all the momentum. Thank you. Yeah, keep up the good work. So if someone who does listen to this wants to reach out and have a conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? Is there an email address or a, some website. way for them to reach yeah, out? Yeah, we, we have the, a website. It's um, dalorhavana.com. We also, they can check out our Instagram. Um, that is dalord at dalorhavana. We're also on Facebook. So, yeah, and they can always DM us and let us know if they um, want to come by. And Fantastic. make sure we're there. And that's the that's the best way to do it, right? Is next time they're in Cuba to come by and actually see the, the store, talk to you in person. For sure, yeah. And, and um, I mean, we've actually had people from Atlanta come to the store. So it's it would be really cool. Now, and then you're here at Georgia State University for your panelists. What's happening with that? Yes, we're <laughs> for a panel about... To talk about uh, how to do business in Cuba or, or what that's like. And what, yes, what that entails. So do you have an idea what you're going to be talking about? Um, I think it's about uh, what we're doing, um, why it's important to do it, because why are we doing that there and not, you know, in a place like New York or L.A. or well, you're doing it in all of them. It's not an No, or, no, it's I an mean, ant. I'm more about like the businesses that we do, like right. what we do. Why are we doing this in Cuba and why it's important to do it there? Right. Um, and it's about the opportunities, of course, the challenges and and how we see the future. And you're optimistic? I'm always optimistic. You have and to be optimistic you if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Part of the deal. It's, yeah. All right. One more time, the website? Uh, it's at Dalor Havana, D-A-D-O-R Havana with a V dot com. All right. Well, stay with us. We're going to visit uh, with a couple other folks that are from out of town as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Carlos, it is your 15 minutes of fame, buddy. Lean in there and tell us a little bit about uh, Tell us your full name and your organization and your, your mission and purpose, what you're out there trying to do for people. Yeah. Hi. Thanks. My name is Carlos. I am... I, I come from Cuba. Um, my company is Wajira Films. Wajira Films is a audiovisual production company. Um, we try to help to, to create a new way to see Cuba in the actuality, you know, because everybody thinks Cuba is only like La Habana, all cards, uh, El Morro, El Malecón. And Cuba is more than, than this, you know, is, uh, we have 16 provinces. We have 158 uh, leader cities in all Cuba. We are 11 million of Cuban and only in La Habana, 2 million. And we can, we, we try create a new vision about this Cuba, all Cuba, different uh, point of view uh, of Cuba. And we, we're doing that in, for two years. Uh, we buy in the United States, we buy equipment and we try to put this equipment to directors, uh, musicians in for all Cuba, you know. Okay, let's, if you have idea for a documentary or for musical video, you can talk with Guajiro and we put the cameras and we can film. 
So do you film for them? They come to you with an idea and they say, okay, we want to do it here in this province. Uh, we, we're doing some interesting things here. Yeah. Come and let's film a documentary about this family that's been a farmer for a period of time. Yeah, we, we went tried to to get opportunity to, to these guys and uh, directors or so you're no. teaching as well. You're yeah. or you're not just handing them a bunch of equipment and saying, "Okay, come back in a week no, no, with no. the equipment." No, no. <laughs> we we make um, some, you know, um, work, um, work, workshop. What is the word? Workshops. workshops with uh, kids in uh -huh. small cities. Um, you know, we learn them uh, to to film. To what is the best um, uh, the, the the best ideas for the community, for example, environment, um, you know, equality, women's, men. So whatever the topic is, do you who's the writer? Does somebody write it, or it's no, no, no? It's, it's the, the same. These kids, for example, in Hibara, yeah. it's a small city in Olguin. The kids, uh, we talk with with there with them, and they say, okay, uh, my preoccupation in my city. It's about the the women's the equality right women's, women's equality and yeah then, or the environment for example the beach you know contamination and he say with one film a documentary about that and we create this workshop to you know to to make um, the tools you need a story right yeah so yeah. then who helps kind of write the story the kids the kids write the story the kids the kids yeah and the kids film the history uh -huh. we only but you're there to help. Yeah, you, we, we stayed there only for support. Uh -huh. And the same with Nokia, you know, for right, uh, anybody. Direct anybody. You only, we only support. And we have to, uh, like a little, another service is the rent or equipment. So they can rent the equipment from you. Yeah, yeah, for another kind of production in Havana. So that's if they know what they're doing. Right. They, they have to know how to operate the equipment because it's yeah. kind of technical. Yeah, 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 they know. And then, so then you're helping provide the access to the equipment. So you're going and getting the equipment elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then bringing it into Cuba. You know, because in Cuba, uh, only in Havana, we have production companies to make films or all the medias, is, uh, or government medias, and we try to put uh, access to right. equipment, high equipment in these small cities. Mm hmm now, what about, like, everybody here has got a smartphone. Do you show them how to use the smartphone to make yeah. videos? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do it. We do it because the most important is not the equipment. It's more the idea. It's a vision, right? It's the a idea. vision. And we try to create a philosophy with our clients or with, uh, with uh, our team about how you create or how you can uh, put another view of Cuba uh, with the f cell phone, right. with whatever. The most important is the view, is the history. Now, how do you get, so once you film it, how does it get seen by the different people? Is it um, at the theaters? Like, where do they go to see it? Yeah, we create um, different space in the street. The theaters is complicated because in Cuba, uh, the theaters, the, the government is from the government, uh, and it's complicated. We create alternative uh, space for example on the street oh so uh, like it could be on the side of a wall yeah 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 uh hibara for example uh they have a festival um, uh -huh. and we we put all these movies in the big square for all the people so you have a screen you put up and then you project yeah. uh, with a projector yeah. a screen of the wall whatever or wherever right whatever yeah so that must be exciting the whole community gathers yeah yeah the, 
because they can see the their own history about them. Right. And this is interesting because the father say, okay, my, my kid filmed, filmed that. Filmed that and they're proud. That is important too because he say, why my my kid? So this is a problem for, for our community. Why the environment? Why the equality? Right. And, you know, we we try to create this this kind of uh, exchange between fathers and the government and the kids. Now, um, how did you get into into filming? Sorry, how did you learn about being a filmmaker? Uh, I I studied journalism. I, I was journalist in in Santiago de Cuba, and the film was I love film. I love movies, and I studied in my home. <laughs> so it was a hobby at first. And then you became your profession. No, I, I, I always want to be a filmmaker, mm-hmm. always. But I don't, I can't study in any of school film school in, in Cuba. We have two film school in Cuba, but I was born in Bayamo, a small city in the east of Cuba, uh-huh. and it's difficult to to, to get re- the equipment and to get no, no, to, to go to the the to school. The, oh, it's far away. Yes, it's in Havana. And in uh, Bayamo, uh, uh, only access maybe two, three, four people to uh, study in in this university. Um, was difficult for me. I studied journalism and make television. And after that, I say, okay, I want to be a filmmaker. I film my own documentaries or short films in Bayamo. And after that, I go into Havana and create with my wife this. This is uh, company. This company. Now, do you do it in other countries, or it's only in uh, Cuba right now? Right now, in, only in Cuba. But I, I film in Spain, Germany, France, uh, France uh, Venezuela, so Mexico. Your, your clients say, "Hey, we got to go to Mexico and film." Yeah, yeah, we, we can do it, and we have clients from Australians, uh, Spaniards. So, how do they find out about you? Website and in Cuba, you know, in this business in Cuba. It's more like talking everybody about that, you know, because internet is something new now right. in Cuba. Um, in the movie, in the movies industry, uh, everything is about talking, you know. Oh, I know this I know guy somebody. have this camera. Yeah. I know this guy have these lights. Right. Um, we're talking and you have the client. It's complicated. Right now it's mm-hmm. different. No, right now we have website, we have social medias, and we can make a, a Better business, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. So now what's your dream? How do you, how would you like this to evolve? My dream is to raise the ge- geographical, geographical, sorry for my English, <laughs> geographical uh, difference in Cuba because we are a small country. Right. And, you know, Guajiros uh, sometimes is, is like a, a bad, um, bad things. From, oh, you are Guajiro. You don't know what's worth your cell phone. You are Guajiro. If your dress is not okay, you are Guajiro. No, uh, uh, Guajiros is to the heroes in Cuba was Guajiros. The um, the music in Cuba, el son cubano, the Cuban song, uh, uh, just start in in the east of Cuba with Guajiros, mm-hmm. right of music. Uh, I, so you're trying to improve the reputation. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, that's part of your dream. Yeah, one part of my dream. My another dream with my business. Is you know we can make more films, uh, feature films. So you want to do feature films? Yeah, yeah. Right now we we, we make four feature films. In two years we make uh, four feature films. Are they comedy, drama? 
documentaries, fictions. Uh, we have three feature film documentaries and one fiction, and more than 30 uh, short films. So a lot of short films. That's yeah. where you kind of practice and learn yeah, the because, craft. Yeah, because we support all the new right. directors. And, you know, when you are new, the, the best is start with short films, small history. So now what about the um, kind of music is at a lot of Cuba. The There's a lot of music. Now do you do music videos and things yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. We, we make, uh, if you visit our YouTube channel, you can see we, we make too many music videos because right now is the, the best way to make money to support the another project of the company. Are these music videos? Yeah, music videos. Uh, because you, you know, in Cuba, uh, the urban music right now is strong and everybody wants film and music videos. We make, uh, we rent the equipment to film this video. So they can, yeah. the bands can film the... Yeah, yeah. Um, with this uh, money, with a percent of this money, we support the, the another project, the social project, you right. know. So this, what are some of the social projects you work on? Sorry? The, um, so the social projects are about equality and the environment and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, so now uh, for you, the, this Cuba educational travel opportunity, were you excited to come here? Yes. Uh, I think I, I saw my, my partners in Cuba. This, is, uh, this is, will be different for us. After that, you know, because it's the first time Guajiros is come to the United States. Um, everybody can listen. So have you been us. to the United States before? Yeah, yeah, but no, not with the company, you know. Right. And it's a big opportunity, you know. Everybody listen. Um, I can learn about what is the audiovisual companies in the United States. What is the experience? Atlanta, for example, is a big uh, city for audiovisual productions. Right, a lot of movies have been filmed here. Yeah, Walking Dead, too. Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah. All the uh, Avenger movies? Yeah, all the uh, Avenger movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I want to see, I, I once saw all, all about that, you know, because in Cuba we are new in all these sense, mm-hmm. and it's difficult. And then uh, what's your favorite part about filmmaking? Uh, directors. Direction. Being the director? I love direction and post-production, color correction. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's very technical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm DIT. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So now what about uh, like CGI and the kind of special effects? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a little. Just a little. You're learning that or is that a lot of equipment? Do you need certain kind of software and computing power to do yeah. some of that? You know, in Cuba, we have all the software, but uh, without legal uh, license, you know, oh, because for the embargo, we can pay for the... Right, that's one of the challenges that you always yeah. have to kind of navigate uh, around. It's complicated because if you film, uh, if you do film with uh, special effects and you don't work with license software, right. you can you, you cannot put the, the movie right. in, in, in any place. So now for you, you're part of the panel uh, here at Georgia State? Yeah. Now, yeah. what what do you expect to get out of that? I want to talk with the people and listen. Uh-huh. I want to listen what is the the ideas uh, the the people here in Atlanta have for, uh, from Cuba, and talk with them about what is the the real Cuba, the real of the young Cubans and the old Cuban too, you know, and the change in Cuba right now, because 
is in our, hand, our hands. So now when you're doing the work that you're doing, um, what does your family think of this? My family? Yeah. Yeah, my wife is the co-founder of the, right, of so the you're, company. You're all in this together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have two kids. Um, my, my little kids say... We are Guajiritos films. Guajiritos. <laughs> Guajiritos, yeah. Because, uh, you know, we love the, the movies. And they support me all the time. It's, it's familiar. So this must be very rewarding. Yeah, yeah, it is. So now if somebody wanted to see some of your work or to get a hold of you, is there a website? Yeah, it's guajirofilms.com. And that's W-A-J-I-R-O-S films with an S dot com? Yeah. All right. I think our listeners have been very patient. They've waited long enough. They've all tuned in because they want to hear this lady speak. <laughs> Let's right. bring into this conversation, Adriana. How are you? Great. Thanks for inviting me. Well, we are delighted to have you. Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to GSU. Welcome to the Business Radio X platform. So tell us your full name and your organization and your mission, what you're trying to do for people. Okay, so my name is Adriana Heredia. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Beyond Roots. Beyond Roots is a company focused on promoting Afro-Cuban culture. Uh, in order to do that, we work in two fundamental lines. Uh, first one, we organize Afro-Cuban experiences, providing a cultural immersion for those persons that uh, come to visit Cuba. And as a second line, we run the first and only Afro aesthetic shop in Cuba right now. So now when you say Afro, um, what is, what are you saying? So African culture was important to Cuba and yeah. that maybe people aren't aware of that. Exactly. So in Cuba, uh, well, after we were colonized by, by, by Spain, okay, uh, we received a huge slave population coming from Africa. They were mm-hmm. there uh, to work, to work as a slave in the sugar plantation. So African culture in Cuba is super strong. But, um, I found it beyond root in 2016 because I was realizing that we were having a lot of tours about history or architecture in Cuba, but none of them about the way of living of people in the island. Also, I was noting that most of the visitors that were coming to the island, uh, they were thinking in Afro-Cuban culture in a very negative way. They were actually really afraid about it. They were telling like, oh, this is witchcraft, no civilized stuff and so on. And I said like, what? No. Right. That, that wasn't your experience. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. I need to raise the bad connotation around that topic. Mm-hmm. So I came to my co-founder, Jose, and said, this is going to be super crazy, but we'll be taking visitors to our hometown in order they learn about Afro-Cuban culture. I am from one town in Havana named Guanabacoa, and Guanabacoa is known by every Cuban as the cut of Afro-Cuban culture in the island, okay? It was a crazy idea at the very beginning because Guanabacoa is non-touristic at all. It's outside of the main touristic map, right. but it's another reality worth to see. So then what are some of the things there when you go exactly. there? Exactly. So when you uh, talk about Afro-Cuban culture, you really need to go and talk with people, these persons were forbidden to practice their religions, to maintain their costumes and so on. So we don't have books about it. We don't have temples, okay? All what we have is like oral. Uh, right, so you, you share the information by, exactly. by singing and talking. 
Exactly. Right? So uh, we organize some kind of experiences providing immersion using the five sense is the main idea. It's not just about like a regular tour. It's more about being in the community, exchanging with people, uh, dancing, eating, um, smelling, participating in the rituals and so on. Right. So then they get, this is not something they're, they're not watching a movie about it. They're not hearing a story. They're kind of Getting a whole, exactly. every sense, all the five senses, right? Exactly. It's a whole immersion. Immersion. Mm -hmm. uh, first, we started with the religion because it was like the most complicated topic. Uh, we practiced several Afro-Cuban religions in mm -hmm. Cuba nowadays. Uh, but also, uh, I was noting that many visitors were coming to our experience two and three and four times. Okay. Wow. Because we opened a door and then they wanted to keep they learning more and more. Exactly. Right. Uh, and that's why we decided to start growing and designing like a specific experiences. So, so far we have seven of them. Uh, the first one is, as I was saying, about the Afro-Cuban religions, but then we created one just focused on music, then another one just focused on dance. And food. You got uh, food then, exactly. There. A culinary experience. <laughs> right. uh, all, other one about uh, Afro-Cuban visual arts. Mm -hmm. Just uh, And the last one, the, new, uh, the newest one we have is about the divination process. Mm -hmm. which is a whole world also super interesting. Right. So now what about, or do you do it about like the arts in terms of the colors and the way that you, you know, use dye fabrics and things like that? Uh, in the visual arts experience, yeah. or basically we go to the fine arts museum and we see how black people were reflected uh, during the history. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we got noted in the museum that at the very beginning, the authors of the painting didn't have like a right intention to understand the way of living of black people in Cuba. So we were reflect uh, basically as those persons that used to do like the home task or just like the employees of the house for saying one way. But then with the evolution in the history, you can start seeing the painting, the reflection of um our cultural moments or the religious process that right. we were following and so on with um, a deeper intention of understanding the the way of living of black people in Cuba. So you have the artifacts that, that trace the history of that evolution? Exactly. So we go to the museum and see all that through the paintings. The most uh, modern paintings even reflect elements of the religion there, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. And then we go to the art artist homes. In oh, order to go to their exactly. home and see where they live? And exactly. Wow. Because the idea is, again, an immersion. It's not just going to a museum. You right. go to the museum for the theory, which for me is very important. I'm an educator. That's the mission of Beyond Root. Educate people about Afro-Cuban culture. But then also I want you to have like this whole environment for right, you to you want learn. it to be kind of visceral, to feel it, not exactly. just to see it kind of superficially. Exactly. And then with the store, for us, that's, that's our newest baby. We opened the store just two months ago. And it's the same idea. I want, I want it to be like a knowledge space where people can go not only to buy, but also to understand pieces of our history. So each, uh, product there have a, um, and a story, not only the story related with Afro-Cuban culture, but also the story uh, that connect that with the person that produced it, 
with the entrepreneur that created with that product. With actually the individual who was the creator. Exactly, because wow. it's not beyond roots producing everything. It's more like right, a platform. You, you couldn't produce everything. Exactly. There's too much stuff. Exactly. Wow. So we are more like a platform where uh, different uh, entrepreneurs are able to participate mm -hmm. uh, with the objectives of So you're of helping promoting. other people, exactly. raising them up as well. Exactly. So then um, this is quite an endeavor that sounds very complex in terms of executing something to this degree. Is it is it going how you'd like? Is this is it do, doing what you want it to do? Yes, of course. This is my baby. <laughs> it sounds like it's your baby. You're very passionate about it. Yes. And it's an important issue to educate the people about this because I don't think everybody understands it. And there's a lot of, like you said, I know in some of the, especially the religious part, there's a fear Yeah. element of some of the religious things that they've heard of or seen in a movie that may not necessarily be accurate. Exactly. So in our case, we, I all the time say like we educate visitors, but also we educate people in Cuba. Mm -hmm. uh, in the, oh, so the, still within Cuba, there's a, there's kind of misinformation about this, you think? No, but, uh, in the education in that sense is different because with Beyond Roots, um, with the experience specifically, what we are doing is, um, bringing the community together in order to host the experiences. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in my community, for instance, not everyone had, um, the access to go to the university. They, they decided that they didn't want to go to university so mm -hmm. it's like no professional level and what we are doing is okay i know that you are a drummer and you know how to play drum but i want you to study first of all because there is a lawyer behind it okay i want you to be able to explain each rhythm okay and the meaning of the songs okay so we encourage we educate the young people in the community uh in order they professionalize what they do okay mm -hmm. in like They learn it in like, uh, from generation to generation, but there is a, a, a knowledge behind it and, and we want they to rescue that. Okay. And at the same time, we want them to be entrepreneurs. That's how beyond roots work. Right. So in each experience, it's not like I am the, the boss for saying one way. It's like each experience have a leader. Okay. So I, uh, train people. I transform them in entrepreneurs in that way they can have their own business inside of Beyond Roots platforms. Right. That's how it works. And most of the time, like the people in the community. So that means I need to teach them not only about how to professionalize the things they know, but also about how to run a business. Okay? Right, it's like you earn are, money. And those are different things. Exactly. And they, like, they, they may not have had that experience before. Exactly. It's like, okay, you got money for the, for the first payment. It's like you don't spend the money. You need to reinvest. <laughs> right, okay. You, invest it <laughs> you want to make a machine that makes money. Exactly. Not just have money once. So you need to calculate and you need to right. have like a strategical vision and so on. So these are the kind of workshops that we do in the community. Mm -hmm. And then with kids, also we, we do like a deep work, uh, in order to preserve the culture in a no commercial way. That's mm -hmm. a very important uh, thing. Even though we are a business, we don't want, uh, we don't want to be like too commercial. It's more about preserving the history in mm -hmm. a sustainable way because right. we need to be sustainable and teach them also that Uh, for us, like entrepreneurship, all the time need to have like a social impact. We have a duty with the society. And I, okay, we need to give back to the society. So that's why also we, uh, have some funds, okay, 
from the benefits of the company to uh, host workshops and activities by free for all the people in the community. For the kids, you know, that they love uh, the way they look of an African descendant, for instance. That's very important. It's like you don't have to straight your hair. You are beautiful the way you look. Right. This kind of workshops also. To preserve will. the culture as well. Exactly. So now, um, now for being part of this Cuba educational travel uh, program, what is what do you hope to get out of this? For me, this is very excited. First of all, because um, it's the first time I come to the state, mm-hmm. and uh, it's important because many of the visitors I receive in my experiences are. I'm from here, from the States. So it's the perfect opportunity for, for me to understand also their reality, their way right. of living. Also, there is a lot of history of African history. Just here on this the street state. that we're on. Exactly. You get to see the whole Martin Luther King is down the street. His, exactly. His church and his, uh, where he grew up is just down the street here. Have Sound you had the chance to see some of that? I will do it later, of course. Uh-huh. I have a list of museums. <laughs> I was saying like, Lauren, we have a lot, a lot to do. Well, the whole American civil rights uh, movement started on this literal street of Auburn yeah. Avenue. So I'm very excited about this opportunity. Also because um, every time you travel and you exchange regarding to entrepreneurship, you get a different mindset, okay? This is super new in Cuba. So we need to be here in order to absorb. To learn uh, and exactly, listen. Right? Exactly. So now, have you done anything interesting so far? Well, we just got here yesterday what? night. Yes. Okay, so this yeah. is the first day. This is the first day. <laughs> so any any first impressions of America? I like it. It's like you can um you go you can feel the history. I was uh, walking in the street and the people is super nice. Uh, most of the time they are like, "Hi, hello. Are you from Cuba?" Uh-huh. Oh, Cuba. Everyone is uh, very nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then so you you're part of the panel this evening here at Georgia State University. Yes, I'm part of the panel. And then what is there one or two things you would hope kind of the American audience that's listening to you that you would want them to take back? about uh, Cuba and then uh, the work that you're doing? Yes, of course. We are here to let people know that there are a lot of young people doing like interesting things in Cuba. We also want uh, people to understand so uh, how hard is for us to do what we are doing? Because sometimes uh, people could say like, okay, a fashion line or just uh, hosting some tours. That's like no high tech thing or it's right. not like a very important business. But when you uh, place these uh, businesses in Cuba, you would realize that like, the context is very wholesale and it's very hard to develop uh, what you are doing there. Right. It is, and it is important work that you're doing because not only are you doing work that is uh, good for you and your businesses, but you're also an inspiration to young other young people to say this is possible yeah. and there is a path here that, that can be sustainable if we all kind of work hard and work together. Yes. So that's important work. So now if somebody wanted to learn more about Beyond Roots, is there, um, are you on social media? Are you on the website to learn more? So if I go to Cuba, I want to go and and do one of these tours. You have to. (laughs) Uh, We are working in building our uh, webpage, but Mm -hmm. you can find us on Facebook Facebook as uh, Beyond Roots Cuba. Okay. Good stuff. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing your story and thank you all for being part of this important work. You guys should be very proud of yourself. You're doing important work to inspire others uh, and to kind of serve your community. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much.
All right, this is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio.